Here we go then, take three of the Always Better Than Yes interview sessions, episode 32, with the incredibly inspiring author, best-selling author and inspiring speaker of this book and many other great books, Paul McGee. Um, hopefully, hopefully we're going to get this conversation happening. Um, let's do our best to have a great conversation. Paul is here. I'm going to try and add him on now. Um, it will be worth the wait, I am sure. <clears throat> can you see me? I can see you. It's never been such a beautiful sight in all my life. <laughs> I wish my wife would say the same. <laughs> Mr. Paul McGee, how are you? Well, now I'm talking to you, Ryan. I'm feeling great. How are you, sir? Fantastic. I am much more relieved. I was just about to go on and talk about, you know, sometimes things don't pan out and you've got to kind of use all the mindset stuff to say hey, on on a scale of one to ten <laughs> where ten's death absolutely this is a good seven and a half <laughs> <laughs> we're here now we're here now absolutely. and i've even got i mean am i your first guest to ever have their headphones the color of them coordinate with the color of their shirt it's absolutely exquisite uh, they are brilliant <laughs> could you please do me the honor and privilege of introducing your good self to our watchers and our listeners Okay, well, how long would you like me to take? As long as you'd like to take. All right, okay, so um, Paul McGee, known as the sumo guy, background is in behavioural and social psychology, trained as a probation officer, so if anyone's looking at me now thinking, that face rings a bell, don't say anything, don't make any comments, I'm just glad life's turned out for you better than when I last saw you. Um, didn't be pursue being a probation officer, went into HR, human resources, mm -hmm. Um, worked with Birdseye Walls, frozen food manufacturer, spent quite a bit of time in an office pushing pen and paper, then a life-changing conversation with the factory manager who said, you know, it'd be really good for your development if you spent some time actually in the factory managing the 30 women on the economy beef burger line. My two main lessons from that experience was, number one, and everyone listen to this, don't eat economy beef burgers. <laughs> Secondly... As I always say, when arrogance meets ignorance, that is a really dangerous cocktail. Mm. I was a bit of both. I thought managing 30 women should be relatively straightforward. Let me tell you, it wasn't. Um, big change in my life. I lost my job through ill health. I became mm. ill with an illness called ME, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. And I was ill for three years. And um, when I felt I was well enough to get a little part-time job, I couldn't because no one had hired me because I couldn't pass a medical. So yep. nearly 28 years ago, I hired myself. I went self-employed. And to encourage anyone who ever takes a bit of a risk, in my first year of business, um, I turned over £2,300. My <laughs> accountant sacked me. Um, <laughs> I paid no tax and no national insurance. It wasn't the best of starts. So... My my biz, I was. It's fair to say I've not been an overnight success. It's taken mm -hmm. me a long, long time. So that's a little bit of a flavour of my background. And and I've now you you work in hundreds of countries around the world, and you speak on the biggest of stages, helping. Is it uh, Manchester City Football Club as well? Yeah, I've been involved with Manchester City since 2010 and I've yeah. worked with some of the players, I've worked with some of, quite a lot of their staff as well. Mm. So uh, that's given me a, a different perspective. But you know what? <clears throat> you might, some people might have a bigger pay packet than other people, but we still have issues with confidence, relationships, mm. rejection and setbacks yeah. that happen in life. 
Absolutely. It's, it's human. It's, it's all people, isn't it? And, and, and it's interesting you say, because um, obviously this is the, the 10th anniversary edition of, of Sumo. And, and I yeah. only came across it last year. And you know, obviously your message is still being um, spread. Um, and it's one that I'm really proud and uh, pleased to be able to keep spreading because I think this book is, is incredible. Um, I thought your talk that you delivered at the College of Policing in, in uh, the end of 2018 was just just mind-blowing you know I, I look at that and I just thought wow that is the standard to kind of aim for if I could be half of that I'd be you know super pleased and proud so but, and and you know one of the key things about um what I do is yeah I, I do, I'm very clear on what I'm not good at and I think mm -hmm. maybe even from being a kid I thought I don't mind standing up in front of groups of people maybe I can make you laugh and smile occasionally but the crucial thing is it's never just about gift it's mm -hmm. about grit and, and I've spent thousands and thousands of hours developing yeah. my material, researching things. And of course, every time I speak, it's a chance to kind of practice what I'm actually doing. So when you say if you could be as half as good, I mean, that's very complimentary. But it's like sometimes I feel like people compare their chapter two with someone's chapter 29. Mm. And, you know, things do take time and it is about hard work as well. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, so much of your your um, your books are they're simple and they're practical. Why is you know, I, I think you talked about that's part of your values. Like, why is that? My, my brother is, um, is, is is a doctor in philosophy. And he said to me recently, he said, he said, Paul, I write himself writes for the intellectual elite. <laughs> so he might literally get uh, a dozen other professors or peers read his books he said you write for the man in the street or woman mm. in the street and i suppose i've never i would always say the best way to describe this is i'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox so when it comes to understanding things maybe i'm a little bit slower than some people who get it instantly mm -hmm. so i have to really understand something get it clear in my own head and then think how can i best explain that in a way that is really simple and other people can get i mean mm. i always joke uh, Albert Einstein uh, once said to me on his deathbed, uh, take your foot off my neck. He then added, <laughs> he then added, he then added, the definition of genius is the ability to make the complex simple. Yeah. And um, I suppose I just spend a lot of time trying to think, how can I communicate this in a way that, I mean, children can get and adults can get. I mean, we're now doing, one of the big things about my business is I've just setting up something called the Sumo for Schools Foundation, mm -hmm. which is all about life skills for, chick, for kids to, to last a lifetime. Yeah. And I was at uh, an event this w week gone where I spoke to uh, 25 chief execs in the morning running multi-million pound businesses. Mm -hmm. Then I was at a school in Wolverhampton in the afternoon <laughs> Yeah, and so. I had about, I don't know, 40 or 50 people in the room. But they included children aged from group from year one to six mm -hmm. with their parents, with staff. Um, and, and I had a, a brilliant time working with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, sumo is for life, not just your work, mm -hmm. but your personal life. Mm -hmm. but it's also for any age and for any background. I love that. And, and you know, one of, your, one of your principles in the 35 ways to um, success is about live your life on purpose. And I guess yeah. there's, there must be something there within your own purpose that, that makes you feel like that. Are you, are you clear on your own purpose? 
I think I mean it's it's a it's a it's the what's the story that's quite interesting from that book is uh, all about Al Alfred Nobel who mm. is known for setting up the Nobel prizes like the Peace Prize the Prize for Economics. What a lot of people don't know is he actually invented dynamite, and oh, wow. um, he he actually his brother Ludwig died. The press got hold of the wrong in the story, and they thought that Alfred had died. So he actually read his own obituary the day after his brother had died. And, and the headline was, the merchant mm. of death is dead. And so in six words, his life was summed up. And I guess, I suppose mm. from a, I think all of us need some kind of purpose. It not have to be something dramatic mm. um, or I'm going to change the world. But whether you're, if you're a parent, you've got a purpose to be the best parent you can be. Uh, if you're, you're, you're a, a husband, a wife, whatever, to whoever, whoever you're married to in a relationship, how can I be the best spouse, the best partner mm. to that person? Um, so purpose, I think, is something that is fundamental to all of us. So I'm not going to be kind of all melodramatic and go, I have this amazing purpose in life. Yep. I just kind of think, you know, I am this slightly below average in height bloke from from manchester who was born in 1964 who had an incredibly dysfunctional childhood who had a psychologically abusive stepfather who ran away from home at the age of 10 who mm. did have an amazing mum who mm. had people who came into my life at certain times who helped me and in the midst of all that crap that happened mm. um maybe some little shoots of of um purpose and talent began to grow um but it's been a long story and it's been mm. a long journey but i get out of bed and i'd love to tell you that when i speak that my primary purpose is i want to make a difference and mm. yeah i do but i'm going to let you into a little secret here what drives me also is not about making a difference but is actually if i'm really honest with you it's the fear of failure when you mm -hmm. heard me speak at the, uh, the College of Policing, which was a brilliant, I had a great day. And that was, I think one of the reasons it was a great day is because everybody who was there that day, Ryan, was there because they wanted to be. And some people had traveled literally hundreds of miles to be mm -hmm. there. But one of the things when I woke up that morning, it wasn't just a case of I need to make a difference. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I want to challenge my own complacency about is you do not want to fail here. You do not want to think because I was good yesterday, mm -hmm. I'll automatically be good again today. So mm -hmm. there is that sense of be the best version of you you can be. Don't take your success for granted, however you want to view success. And yeah, mm -hmm. of course you want to make a difference because we're going to leave this planet at some stage. Mm -hmm. And when I'm lowered into the grave or put in that flipping oven, however my wife or kids are <laughs> going to get rid of me, you know, I want to feel that I've got, I'll leave people with some good memories that maybe when Paul McGee was on this planet, there was mm. just maybe one or two little things he did that added value to people's lives. Yeah. And one or two things on other people's bookshelves. And, and that's legacy, isn't it? The impact of the, not just what you do, but then the things that people go on to do as a result of reading things like this. And, um, I guess, would you describe these as, as life lessons do you, from Paul McGee? Are, are these things that you've had to learn about your own life um, for you then to be able to, to summarise and articulate them for other people? Absolutely. I mean, just going back to how things can change people's lives. And I think we all need to be aware. I know there's a number of people I've spotted who have joined this, who are teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to always sometimes appreciate that sometimes we will make a difference in people's lives and we'll never know about it. Mm. My son hated biology. He's now a doctor. Why? Because he got a new teacher. One woman, wow. when she first heard me speak, was working in a carpet factory 
She's now a school teacher. One mm. woman who heard me speak had just split up with her boyfriend and said, oh, well, if it's meant to be, we'll get back together again. Mm -hmm. She heard me speak about don't leave your dreams in and carpe diem seize the day. The day after she heard me speak, she rang up a boyfriend. She said, look, I don't know whether we're ever going to randomly meet again. I need to tell you, I still love you and I want to get mm. back together again. And what was really interesting was she saw me six months later and she says, I get married in two months. And that was because of hearing you speak. Now, I think yeah. the thing is, though, is that when you think about that background that I had, that very dysfunctional upbringing, I didn't sort of like go on the hunt for all these ideas and insights because I yeah. wanted to write a book and speak. You're dead right. I want you to do them to help me. How could I sort out my own, what I would call my own faulty thinking, my low self-esteem, my insecurities? I am not by nature a super positive, relaxed person. I can be prone to pessimism, as my wife will tell you, particularly when watching Wigan Athletic or Bradford City. <laughs> um, I'm also quite prone to anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. So actually, when I first came across the, these ideas and insights, they were very much to try and help me first of all but then in helping me i realized that maybe some of this stuff could be helpful to other people yeah. and it seems to be the case i think um in the intro to have how to have a great life you talk about the who am i to be telling you how to have a great life and almost like the the humility of which you 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 summarized that was was great because yeah it, i guess I, I can understand that you know it, it's you are simply putting out something that might make a difference to other people. And actually, some people might not do that based on the thoughts that they have in their head. And I think you tackled that really well in your introduction. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I'm not here to... I'm, I'm here just to share some stuff yeah. that I've, sometimes I've, I've sought out and sometimes I've stumbled across. It seems to have impacted me from what other people tell me, from where I was to where I am now. Remember, I built a business for a start. It's taken years to do so, mm -hmm. but literally from that, from a zero position. Invalidity benefit. Uh, no one could get, I couldn't get a job because no one had hired because I couldn't pass a medical. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and people sometimes it was like very poo-poo, all this self-help rubbish, all this American stuff. And I'm like, look, it's fine. There's, um, you know, you shall know them by their fruit is, was written 2,000 years ago by a Jewish writer. And I, I like to look at people's lives and think, well, is there something in their life where there's born fruit that says maybe some of what they believe in and what they practice actually mm -hmm. is beneficial? And I don't want to be all talk. You know, one of the chapters in that book, How to Have a Great Life, is take your talk for a walk. And let me tell mm. you, I need to practice this consistently because it doesn't come naturally to me like it does to other people. Yeah. Um, with, um, where was I going with this? You, you signed this book, Carpe Diem. What does that yeah. mean? Why, why did you write those words? Well, um, I signed a lot of books. So it's always good to have a consistent <laughs> message. I think it is a question of seizing the day. You know, there's, in the other book, How to Have a Great Life, I actually do say make peace with paradox, which in other words, for me, two conflicting views can be true. So for me, um, on one level, you know, that phrase, whatever will be, will be, um, it, it's, it's not helpful. It's like, mm -hmm. well, 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 whatever will be, will be, considering 2019. No, actually, there are things I can do to maybe influence this journey. And that means mm -hmm. not just having good ideas or good intentions, but carpe yeah. diem, seize the day. But, you know, yeah. I have to also be honest with you and say, there are certain things that are out of our control. I don't think there's much I can do to influence how Brexit is going to unfold in this country. Mm -hmm. And yet I've been quite stressed and anxious about it 
to the point where we need to take a bit of a brain break from it and realise, you know what, in some cases, whatever will be, will be. So that's mm. quite para paradoxical. But it's, it's yeah. a question of not one size fits all approach philosophy to life. We have to be flexible and adaptable. And can I share with you um, Please. What, what I think is a, a tool which I've been developing a lot more recently, and I cover it in both Sumo and uh, the How to Have a Great Life book. And that is, um, people sometimes say to me, well, what's one of the most important tools for you in terms of your own journey? And I'd have to say, in a nutshell, it's one word, and that's reflection. Mm -hmm. And it is that question of getting off autopilot and living life with intention. And in the yeah. Sumo book, um, yeah. I talk about the life blend model. And I have four quadrants that I think people should look at that can blend and merge together. One of them is my career and work, which years ago, that was just all my life. I just obsessed with that. But now I'm thinking it's career and work. It's also relationships. Mm -hmm. The third one is recreation and well-being. And the fourth one is contribution and giving back. And what mm -hmm. I've done with those four quadrants, and if anyone wants to email me, uh, paul.mcgee at thesumoguy.com, we can send you this. But what I now do in each of those quadrants if I, is I have several questions. In fact, um, this is the kind of the life blend model. You won't be able to see all the questions. Mm -hmm. But every Saturday or Sunday, I reflect on those questions. So in terms mm -hmm. of my relationships, you know a great question to ask yourself, who made me laugh this week? And, and sometimes I realize that the people who make me laugh, I don't have contact enough with them. Um, you know, wow. who do I need to reconnect with or who do I want to reconnect with in terms of my recreation and well-being? Because everyone's talking about setting goals, but you're often mm. thinking about your business. You know what I'm often thinking about now? In how much alcohol did I consume this week? Um, what's my mental diet like? Who am I listening mm. to? in terms of podcasts, what am I reading? So I think a lot about life is not just doing it on autopilot. It's about being more intentional and having these four mm. quadrants, career, relationships, recreation, well-being, and this contribution, and having some good questions to reflect on. That's what kind of keeps me focused. And making sure in all you do, mm. you have some fun along the way, particularly if you get the technology right. Absolutely. You talked about the very first question you asked me at the very start, where is this on a scale of one to 10? That is one of your seven powerful sumo questions. Yeah. What are the other six? What are the other six? Well, out of all the seven, that does seem to be the most um, one that is often talked about because our emotional primitive, emotion, our primitive emotional part of our brain often hijacks us. So we don't access what is known as the neocortex. And so we kind of get onto this kind of like, everything's an eight or a nine, including <laughs> technology. You know what, on a scale of one to 10, where 10's death, it was a one or a two. The others mm -hmm. are, how important will this be in six months' time? So on June the 20th, um, what's stressing you out today? How big a deal will it be on June the 20th in six months' time? Is my response mm -hmm. appropriate and effective is my third question. Another one, which I just think we need to constantly be asking ourselves is, okay, sometimes we have issues, we have some challenges, things aren't always going well. How can I influence or improve this situation? Maybe not transform it overnight, mm -hmm. but what can I do to influence and improve this situation? Questions mm -hmm. five and six, very much self-reflection and coaching rather than keep beating yourself up and thinking you're a failure. And I love what kids are taught in terms of growth mindset, that the word fail can stand for F-A-I-L, yep. first attempt in learning. I love it. And question mm. five is, well, what can I learn from this? 
Question six, what would I do differently next time? And, and question number seven, what can I find that's positive in this situation? I've got this phrase, your brain helps you find what you're looking for, but you've got to give it a steer on not what to know what to look for. And I just find those questions, again, it's not about being rah, rah, I'm a tiger, I'm a tiger, I must be positive, positive. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about asking yourself some good questions. Yeah. You know, from a psychology point of view, they call it so, um, solution-focused thinking. Mm -hmm. I just call it developing some fruity thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm conscious of time. And if you're going to be reflecting well, on your life blend. I know. Well, my wife has walked out of the room. She's put the knife away, which means we've got another <laughs> five minutes at least, I reckon. Fantastic. If you had um, 30 seconds to, or, or a minute to describe Sumo, how would you describe it? I'll take less than 30 seconds. How do I get the best out of myself? How do I get the best out of others? Mm. and how do I get the best out of life and I just came up with seven ideas that I genuinely believe can help us to get the best out of ourselves get the best out of others get the best out of life but we never stop learning this journey mm. is never really going to end it's not mm. I'm now at a place where I've got life sussed I am still learning loads about me loads about other people and just interestingly sometimes I, I, in all humility I'm pretty good at helping other people the, the person I have a problem helping mm. at times is me. I mean, I wrote a book called How to Succeed mm. with People. My wife said to me recently, you should read that sometime. I said, thanks for the feedback, Helen. <laughs> but it's true. Sometimes we're good at helping other people. But, you know, the higher your emotional involvement in a situation, the lower your rational perspective. So sometimes when I'm sharing sumo to help other people, I realize it's helping me almost by default as well. So Get the best out of yourself, get the best out of others and get the best out of life. That is what Sumo is about in a nutshell. I love that. And when I normally introduce these, uh, so this is episode 32. And what I've um, been introducing at the start is the reason I'm passionate about mindset is because I think the way that um, separates people, uh, I think those that have gone on and done great things, it's, I think it's the way that people think which will inform the way people act, which will then inform the results that they get. And, and when you spoke, you talked about your, your tier model. That's right. And, yeah. and E plus R, uh, E plus R. Yeah, E, e plus, plus R, R equals O. Um, can you Absolutely. touch on that first? Yeah, so the, the tier model very quickly is about, so whether we call it thinking, mindset, attitude, self-talk, mm -hmm. inner dialogue, conversations you have inside your head. We've all got a narrative. We've all got a story to carry on in our head. And sometimes it's not simply how we, it's not the situation, it's how we see it, what we think about it, that affects how we feel, our emotions, how we act and behave and the results we get in life. So that's tier. That's kind of like drawing on cognitive behavioral psychology to kind of talk about, you know, some of what underpins some of my material. E plus R equals O, 1991. I'm in my car. I'm in my Fiat 1.4 little red car. I'm listening to an audio cassette because that's how long ago it was. And a guy called Jack Canfield in a program, an audio program called Self-Esteem and Peak Performance uses this phrase E plus R equals O. He says, it's not the event, it's how you respond that influences your outcome. And then he moves on to his next idea. I'm like, I need to pull over because <laughs> for me, I realized I'd lived, life for me up until that point was E equals O. If that's the event, you know what the outcome is going to be. If they say this, you know what the outcome is going to be. If they do that, you know what the outcome is going to be. If there's change at work, that's the event, you know what the outcome is going to be. It's like, uh-uh. It's not simply the event. 
it's how you respond or react that influences the outcome. Our problem mm. very often in life is we react on autopilot without thinking. And, and we sometimes mm. get a bad outcome and go, it's to do with the event. No, 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 no. It's not just the event. It's how I reacted or responded to it that influenced the outcome. My, my son is 25. Um, two months before he was born, back in 1993, um, my wife who was uh, seven months pregnant at the time, walked past a bin in Warrington Town Centre. 30 minutes later, it blew up. It was the IRA bombing in Warrington in 1993. Wow. Two boys died that night, or that mm. day, sorry. One of them was a, guy, a lad called Tim Parry. He was 12 years old. His parents had a tragic event. Their outcome could have been bitterness for the rest of their lives. Do you know what their response was? They basically set up a peace centre in Warrington. Mm. So they have children from Northern Ireland, from the Catholic community and the Protestant community go there. Not only that, but this peace centre got so much of a profile. You've got Israeli children and Palestinian children coming to Warrington to oh. learn more about how to work well together and, to, and understand each other a bit more. Mm. You know, this peace and reconciliation centre, they had an, an appalling event but their outcome wasn't triggered purely by the event, but of how they responded to it. And I think we, we need to embrace that. It's so easy just to wear that victim T-shirt, play the BSE game, blame someone else. Mm. And yeah, there's lots of things that happen to you and the people who are listening right now. And you are not responsible for it. I get that. I get some of the stuff that happened to me as a child. Mm. I wasn't responsible for it. But, you know, as time goes on. Maybe we're not responsible for what happened, but we do become responsible for how we respond to it. Mm. I came across, sorry to be heavy, a, a woman, a gorgeous woman who'd actually been sexually abused. And she actually was speaking at a conference. And do you know what she said, though? She said, I am not a victim of child sexual abuse. I am a survivor. And I'm like, whoa, here is somebody who could so easily be wearing yeah. a victim T-shirt. She chose not to wear the T-shirt. She said, not only am I a survivor, Paul, I'm going to flip and become a leader and thrive in life as well. And so for me, mm. let's just always be aware. Some of our events aren't great, but yeah. it's not just the event. It's how you respond. And some of that response isn't just, I need to now become more self-sufficient. No, sometimes your response is having the humility to say to others, I need some help here. Because maybe mm. if you give me some support and I'm honest and open with you about where I'm at in life at the moment, then I might get some better outcomes. So... E mm. plus R equals O. Wow. I love that. Paul, I'm very conscious of your time. I'm always grateful for your time. Um, last question then for me is my ethos is all about being always better than yesterday, helping people and teams be always better than yesterday. Um, what does that phrase mean to you? It, it means that it could just be literally a phrase, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's a kind of challenge to me. Um, and that, that challenge is very much linked into my life blend model because I realise at times, even last year, even after you heard me speak, um, certain things kind of went off the rails for me. I was mm -hmm. emotionally struggling with a few things. And I realised that for me, it's not just a nice phrase about being better tomorrow than I was today. But it's like, yeah, but yes, but how? How do you do that? And mm -hmm. for me, something like that, that life blend model, looking at four key areas of my life, reflecting on those questions and realising that change isn't always about something that happens overnight. But it's those little small steps that you take in the right direction that you want to go. 
that can actually make a big difference. And Tom Peters in 1982 wrote a book called In Search of Excellence. One of the things he said in that book was the excellent companies that he featured didn't do one thing a thousand percent better. They did a thousand things one percent better. Yeah. I don't do a thousand things, but I do <laughs> do a few things. Yeah. And I keep thinking on what little tweaks or changes can I do to become even better? Because seriously, there was a one in a million chance that you were born, that you were you and I was me. OK, about a million sperm were released. Only one of them fertilized the egg. The other lot, they didn't make it. So the fact that you are you and I am me, that is a huge privilege. Mm. And, and I want to make the most of this privilege on the planet. And I realize that it isn't about just simply what I can get. It's about what I can give. And, hey, I'm, I'm super passionate about this, Ryan. You flipping got me going here, mate. Love it. Love it. Okay, whilst you're in the mood, then, please, could you share with us a, a final thought from Paul McGee? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll quote a Jewish rabbi <laughs> who said it's uh, called Yeshua. And uh, Yeshua would say to his followers and to people who would listen to him, he would say, you know what, ultimately, it's probably better to give than to receive. Mm. And neuroscience now says if you want real well-being and be at peace, don't keep thinking about what you can get. Think yeah. about what you can give. Because when you start giving, guess what? Your brain starts releasing oxytocin and dopamine and you feel better. So it wouldn't be one of my, it would be one of many thoughts that I have, but it just seems appropriate to think that sometimes it is about giving back because when you give back to others in some way, you're going to receive just as much as well. And I am very grateful and fortunate to be on the receiving end of that this evening. And, and many of our watchers and listeners and the people that are catching up on, on YouTube and the podcast, so I'm sure we'll, we'll feel the same. And um, just lastly then, how can people check out some, some more of your content? Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Okay, uh, probably the best bet is my website, thesumoguy.com. And, and something you might find also helpful, I've got a, like a YouTube channel that you can get from the website. And um, just check out some of those videos. If, you follow, if you're on Twitter, then I'm at the sumo guy. And it's always great to get some feedback. And I will, seriously, at some stage, maybe not tonight, because I've got my wife wants to watch a, an episode of Cold Feet that she's got <laughs> recorded. So I'll be in big trouble if I didn't watch that. But tomorrow, I promise you, I'll, be watch, I'll read through all of those um, you know, comments that have been made. And I appreciate them. That's brilliant. Pumge, you've been a gent inspiring as always um thank you so much for your time and i and i wish you very well for the future and i'm sure you've got another bestseller in you yet <laughs> we'll <laughs> see we'll see all right it's been a pleasure thanks guys and thanks for listening thank you take care bye everybody Cheers. thank you bye